Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Joining me now is Lori Hennis, coach of the national champion NC State. Wolfpack women's cross country team. Uh, Lori, first off, congratulations. How are you feeling a couple days after after the big race and the big moment? Thanks. Yeah, um, it's been kind of a whirlwind here, but um, you know, as our sport does, we are probably racing some of these women <laughs> in ten days again. So it was kind of like you know, two or three days off, get a little workout in, go home for Thanksgiving. So we're definitely enjoying it. Uh, the, the campus community has been awesome and we we were we had a celebration at our bell tower we've had you know photo shoots and stuff so they i think that really soaking it in what was the most fun part of the celebration or the moment you think you're gonna remember in 10 20 years from now the most huh that's a good question um i mean right afterwards of course is awesome i mean we're being able to get to the to the women and um celebrate with them there and the, and the awards stand, all that stuff. But, um, yeah, it was really, uh, cool. We, we got back in after the race and, uh, went to the bell tower on our campus, which was lit red and they had people meet, meet the team there. And I think that was a really cool moment for our women to be able to do. We actually went inside the bell tower, which is, that doesn't ever really happen on NCAA's campus. And it was like historical and took pictures in there. So I think that like that night afterwards, the whole, getting back and going to the bell tower and listen is probably, probably the most. What did it mean for you personally? You've obviously been at this for a while now. This is your alma mater. They had never won a women's title. We, we always look at these championships in terms of the athletes, rightfully so. They're the ones running the races, but they're there for four or five years, you know, and then they graduate, and they move on. Coaches are at it until they, they move on to another career or retire. What did it mean for, for you personally? Um, yeah, I think we always really do talk about this being like a program, not necessarily like the seven people running this year or the people, you know, on the roster at one time. So program wise, um, yeah, really big. And and I feel like a, a huge responsibility to this program, like taking over after Coach Geiger. And, and actually, you know, we, we won those two AIAW titles right before it switched to the NCAA. So right. when I came in as an athlete, we were ranked number one in the country. And that's why 
one of the reasons I picked NC State. And so kind of feeling that like sense of responsibility, having been here the whole time to, to try to do that. And, you know, you can do everything right. And sometimes things just don't go perfectly in the year and you finish second in a year where you thought you could win. And we've been there a couple of times. So to have it just to have five people really, you know, nail it on the right day, um, on the same day was big. And, and for me personally, having been here, you know, my whole career, actually, actually winning one was pretty cool. You know, it's like you say, it's nice to be consistent and be on the podium and have that opportunity every year. But yeah, there's definitely a difference. And it was it was really cool. Yeah. Going from a mid-pack team all the way up to second is a bigger jump, technically speaking, than second to first. But second to first is what everybody pays attention to. And that's why the bell towers lit up and all the <laughs> others. Right. It's the, it's yeah. weird the way sports works that way. It doesn't necessarily make sense, but that's just the way way we perceive sports. You can be close a lot, but winning is what people really remember yeah and it's really you know we talk about really just trying to stay focused on the process and just being there and have that opportunity but yeah there's a huge difference coming back to campus you know having won it versus having finished second yeah so when you're on the course i'm sure it's absolute chaos after you guys find out that you won who's your first call to or or text message to was it a family member was it was someone in the coaching business with you for a while who reached out to you first or who did you reach out to first oh i don't know text wise there were so many by the time <laughs> but what was really cool is like my husband was there um, all of our staff was there our athletic director and our administrator that they they chartered a plane and flew in that morning so they were there um my probably my best friends in coaching were all there <laughs> so actually it was more you know, just getting to everyone on the course after it's really hard to get into where the press tent was they took the team over and you know the volunteers in Tallahassee hats off they did a great job but they were not letting anyone in like, <laughs> to the team uh so that took a little bit of time but um but yeah they were all there so that was really cool you guys led from the first split on and the way live splits work in 2021 you don't need to you're not counting you know popsicle sticks like back in the day or totaling up the numbers on on the board how soon did you know that you guys had it um you know i think anything can happen in NCAA cross country so i would say not until you know the i went down where there was like that last turn where there's like four or five hundred to go and at that point everybody looked pretty good coming past so i figured that that was you know we we had gone out you know somewhat aggressively but we didn't really we didn't lose any points. In fact, I think we gained them in a couple mm -hmm. spots there. Um, other teams obviously were moving up throughout the race. So it was just kind of trying to figure out um, if we had, yeah, I, I was pretty confident we were gonna stay in similar places, just how much could the other teams move up. Mm -hmm. You had the championship in March. You guys were runner up, everybody brought back everybody. It wasn't just you guys that brought back everybody. Everybody had the opportunity to, to come back, but it became clear pretty early on the season that you guys were the, the top team and the favorite, maybe not by a massive margin, but but the favorite most people considered. When you, when you realized that you had won, was it a huge celebration, a bit of relief that you, that you did it, that you got five people to, to have their, their good day at the same time? What was, what was your main emotion once you realized, oh, hey, we actually did this, it's over. Uh, you know, as a program, we talk a lot about like being grateful and taking advantage of these opportunities. And you got to really remind yourself coaching wise to stay in that moment, too, because it is kind of like this, you know, this thing to think of it as a relief. And it is. I mean, there's there's certainly that aspect of it. But we tried to really focus on the celebration part of it, not not the relief, because we did feel like um, we were in a position all year 
that if we ran well, this would be the result. But again, you know, NCAA cross is just one of those things that, um, you know, <laughs> that's why they run the race because it can be quite different, you know, different. And I, and I really did think there were four really good teams this year. You know, I, I felt like we were good, but I felt like all the teams that ended up on the podium were really good, that it was pretty top heavy NCAA wise this year. And so even though I felt like if we ran well, that's what would happen. Um, you still gotta, you know, do it on that day. So tried to stay away from the relief part of it and just actually focus <laughs> on the celebration part of it, but there's a little of both. Yeah. Comes with the expectation. So 18 second spread one to five, your, your top two runners ran great. Did it go as about as well as you had forecasted it in your mind ahead of time? Were there things that you thought, oh, hey, we could shave off some points here or was it perfect? Uh Nothing, you know, nothing's perfect for sure. Um, I, I, I mean, I think if you, yeah, would have said going in, yeah, you're gonna have an 18 second spread and your fifth runner is going to be 30 second. I'd be like, yeah, we'll definitely take that. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I didn't know until afterwards that, you know, Caitlin fell mm -hmm. before um, the mile mark and had to work her way back up. And the re a good number of our women saw that. So I think like that kind of freaks other people out too. Like they said, like Hannah's like, oh, I tried to grab her. And, you know, it, it's like kind of puts everyone on edge at that point. But we talked all year about just being consistent, not panicking if something happens like that. We had some people fall at Notre Dame. So that was part of our pre-race every time. If something happens, don't panic. Don't make, don't try to make it all up in, you know, the next 30 seconds, like take a while to get back up there. And uh, so I think the fact that, you know, in some years, I think other people seeing that or that happening would have made people panic a little bit more. But I think we just were, they did a really good job of staying calm. And so I guess, you know, certainly not perfect on race day, but about as close as you can, you know, there were individuals within our top five who probably weren't, I'm sure weren't completely happy with their individual performance. Mm -hmm. But at that point, when you're scoring under hundred points and having everyone be all American, the, the focus is on the team part. So. Mm -hmm. What was there a specific indicator you were looking for throughout the race or something that was, I don't want to say worrying you, concerning you, but like, hey, this this person, I want to make sure they're in this spot early on, and that'll be a good indicator that we're on on the right track. Like what were you most focused on heading in, to yourself? Not necessarily something you expressed to the team, but what what was Lori thinking about when she was out there waiting for them to come by in those first first couple splits? I think that um, particularly Allie and Sam, we talked to them a good amount in the week. They were like thinking like, oh, we have to keep this spread close. Like that's our job. We have to keep this close to Kelsey or Caitlin. Mm -hmm. And I think to me it was, you know, I, we, we just kept telling them, like, you don't have to do anything heroic. Where, where our spread has been, we'll be fine. It's just going to be harder to find people in this situation than ACC. Like ACC is so easy. Like, you know, there's there's. Mm -hmm people involved you're running right with your teammates it's easy and so the thing I was concerned about is like um I mean Allie has run a good number she ran a good number of NCAA championships at Columbia but not necessarily in that position and Sam had never run an NCAA championship before so I was just more concerned with whether they were going to be able to find the position they needed to be in and stay with it Sam's a great finisher so once she was in anywhere near the 40s like past 4k there was no concern there because she will run 10 people down in the last 400 every time if there's 10 people in front of her. Mm -hmm. This year gave an interesting test case because we had the two championships and everybody could come back. Hopefully in the future, we'll never get to see this test case again because there will never be a situation where we have to cancel or postpone the championships. But other than people just getting more experienced and the course being drastically different from Stillwater to Tallahassee, 
was there anything really different between March and, and November? Is, is this just a case study? Because we saw it both in the men's and the women's sides. A lot of the same teams were there, obviously. Is this just a case study on, hey, cross-country, things are going to happen. Different courses are going to play well to different team strengths. Yeah, there's going to be injuries throughout the season, and there's going to be new runners coming up that get more experience. But like for your team, what was the big difference, if any, between these two championships this year in cross? Um, I think just going back to the regular schedule is different, you know, having mm-hmm. to manage, you know, for us, we didn't, uh, we didn't, we had our fall season in 2020, so we didn't That's have right. like, championships before NCAA. So it was basically a couple track meets and one of them being an NCAA championships and then straight into NCAA cross. And so for us managing like a whole cross country season was a little bit, you know, different. Some, uh, some of these people hadn't really hadn't done it for a while or hadn't done it at all if they were new. So, um, you know, for me, like figuring out, like we were really fortunate to be able to rest a few people at the regional meet and how, where we wanted to run hard, you know, that kind of thing is a little bit different. Um, and obviously different courses, different strategy with, you know, Stillwater versus Tallahassee. But yeah, I think most of the people who ran well in March ran fairly, you know, ran pretty well here too. Most teams, same thing. Um, Although I do think it was deeper again this year. I, I believe that, you know, there were, oh, there were schools not even doing it, you know, in, in March, no IVs. Uh, yeah. You know, there, there were teams that weren't there and there were teams that focused, uh, you know, off the top of my head, like Arkansas, that focused much more on the track championship mm-hmm. than cross country. So I think that like doing a place to place comparison isn't quite fair because I do feel like this year's field was definitely, or that this, the uh, field in Tallahassee was definitely deeper than Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And then comparing this team to your your prior teams, again, a lot of podium finishes throughout your career. What was different, if anything? I, sometimes I think we overrate. Oh, this team has championship medal, and th- that other that other team that got third didn't. But sometimes it's just a matter of circumstance, luck, all these things coming together. But from your, your perspective, you're seeing them every day. What did this team do differently, if anything, than some of your other good teams who who didn't win? Uh, I think a couple of things, you, know, you, you it's always dicey, whether you're going to end up with, you know, your top five really going into nationals with things going well, everything going pretty much, not perfectly, but, you know, pretty solidly the whole way in. And, uh, I think that happened. And then I think that, you know, history shows too, a lot of times when somebody finishes second next year, they do win or have an opportunity to win. I think that really is kind of a, not that we hadn't done that before finish second, but, you know, be feeling like we got really close last year. I feel like the people who were here it's more of a sense of this is, you know, very realistic. This is what our goal is, what we want to do. Um, so I think just the idea of it, everything was pretty much focused on that early. And as much as we try to talk about not focusing on the results early in the season and focusing on the process, um, you know, they were very focused on <laughs> this result as well and working together to do that. Not that, And again, not that other teams hadn't been. Sometimes mm-hmm. you a really good team, like you're saying, like really good and finish second, and that's what it is, you know. And uh, but I think this time, this year, we had things go pretty well for most of our top athletes throughout the season, and they were just really, really focused on doing what they needed to do to win a title. Workout wise, were they on similar, the similar trajectory as they were during the spring championships? Um, the top group, pretty yeah, I would say so. Well, I, I mean, we had people last year that we ran that did not you know, definitely did not have a full buildup. Um, I mean, that was, you know, Caitlin Tui's first college cross country race was an NCAA championship, not a deal. Um, and then, 
you know, uh, and then Dom had mono. So we, we had, I think we had a lot more, um, and the, and the buildup was a little bit different too, because a lot of those people were also running NCAA track last year. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. So I would say that we did some different things this year, which I think is actually helpful for, you know, really high level athletes, not comparing exactly what they go. Oh, this is what we did on, you know, October 10th last year. And are we, and who knows so um, it was a little bit different build up going back more to like two or three years ago than than last year which is probably good really in terms of people trying to make comparisons or you know when you have these all these really high level athletes training together the tendency is always to my my job is to hold people back at this point that is you know i mean people you know they, they're good they listen but you know it's just a really high level team that loves to train together and sometimes i feel like i'm just you know holding the reins back more than anything mm -hmm. Was part of the motivation to like Stillwater very hard course, and you guys were were in it. And that last K, I remember we talked last year after, or not last year. I keep saying last year, last cross country championships. We talked in March, and it was wild. Like it was something we had never seen before. People going backwards. I mean, you look at the photos; it's it's incredible. Um, just the 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 toll that it took on athletes' bodies was part of it. Like, hey, man, if we ran this race in Terre Haute or Madison, this result could have been totally different not not to take anything away from the, the teams that won but it just you you look at that course it was not a course that is traditionally run now they're going to run it there next year so they have to factor that in but was that part of the motivation of hey we were we were close and we kind of got a bad we had we had a bad last k and we can fix that last k and we'll be fine yeah i think so um and i and i don't yeah not take we we i think actually some of the people that we had really high up at that point before the last thousand last year i was shocked that they ever got to that place so like last yeah. year I was watching it thinking like oh this is not you know we knew the course was hard we had people in there who um as did like byu and some other schools who maybe lead up wasn't wasn't so perfect or great and so we knew i knew that that was going to be tough for them to hold on some of them to the positions they were in so a little bit but um we actually we did talk about this because we actually lost um, in 2015 ACCs were in Tallahassee and we lost to UVA by a few points. We ended up finishing fifth at nationals that year. And so we were a really good team and we definitely lost it in the last maybe 600 meters in Tallahassee that year. So having been there and been through that, like we did talk about making sure we managed our effort enough to have enough left to really finish off the last one cake. You do come up. I mean, I know it's not, it's fairly flat and it's fast, but you do kind of come up that hill and it does bite. I mean, obviously there were some people that struggled immensely this year at the end, particularly, you know, more in the 10K than the 6K, but, um, you know, you, the heat can be a factor there. So we did talk about those things, like making sure we managed the effort, that we were upfront, but not doing the work, making sure we were leading something to finish it off. I saw there's a picture on social media. I think Coach Taylor posted it yesterday. You guys both posted, uh, posing with your incredibly uh, large trophies. Those trophies are, are <laughs> massive. Um, yeah. what's you guys have swapped you know first second and then second first what's it like competing uh against byu are you, are you excited for for the future there i mean you guys obviously recruit really well but they've been recruiting well in in provo as well too yeah um i have immense respect for what diljit's doing you know coach taylor's doing with that program and has done and um yeah definitely look forward to it we're both going to the same uh you know track meet in boston 10 days or so here to try to get everyone running you know, kind of fast together on the track, which is fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that will be, I, I think it's awesome when, you know, like 
having two female head coaches be able to go one, two, two years in a row. Uh, that's cool. And hopefully that, you know, inspires more women to stay in, in the sport and coach at this level. Cause I think that that's worthwhile as well. Were they the one that you were most focused on? I, I know you're going to say we were focused on everybody and all that stuff, but, but really was it, was it, and there was that group of four that was, that was solid, you know, New Mexico, it was pretty clear coming in that those four had separated. Was BYU the team that you were most concerned about when you were watching? Probably because they have, you know, same thing as like everyone back and with a lot of experience. But honestly, I, I, I mean, New Mexico's depth was just so yeah. amazing as well. And, and um, I think all of the more altitude based programs at Colorado, particularly really good at moving up. So it was kind of like for me looking at, OK, these school like I expected we would be leading earlier because they tend to go out. All of those programs tend to go out a little bit more um, controlled and, and move up really well. And um, so I was kind of concerned, you know, about all of them really, but it's kind of like all of them, but not any at the same time, because we were just trying to focus on if we just kept that gap where it was. I think I've said this before, like if, if we keep that gap at 20 seconds to Kelsey and we got beat, we just got beat, you know, I don't know if we could do anything different than that. So we were just trying to focus on keeping that gap, our gap really, really tight and far up in the field. Kelsey is quietly putting together a, incredible career like her championship record is amazing she seems to bring it every single championship she came in um, as a highly touted recruit what what have you seen from her um these past couple of years that that just explains the, the level of consistency yeah i mean she is just the most consistent <laughs> um yeah we, and we talk about that at the time and it's not just like her training it's like her her effort her um her motivation, everything is just super consistent. And she's not, you know, if you watch like her interviews or something, she's, she's not like, um, uh, super talkative or, you know, like, like loving, like wanting the spotlight at all that, that all the women joke about that. Like they try to make, try to push her into the spotlight because she tries to avoid it at all costs. <laughs> um, cause she's just a very much like put your head down, get the work done, go get that. But I think that, um, you know, the level she ran at at high school and the kind of high school program she came from too, um, she was, she was very well prepared for this. Like, this is what she did. Everything she did in high school was trying to win team titles and at NXN and being in that position. And so she's just extremely seamless. Like that's what she wants here is she wants to be, you know, get the lowest stick possible to, um, give us a chance to win the team title wherever she is. And, uh, I thought her breakthrough, I thought she had a pretty big breakthrough in the 10 K at NCAAs outdoors too. It was kind of like an epiphany of like, Oh, I don't have to lead. I can, I can come back here and work. <laughs> way up through a field, particularly in a 10K, um, which she hadn't really done all that well before. And that I think that NCAA scoring and NCAA outdoors was kind of a little bit like a light going off, like, oh, this is so much better to race this way. And it's what I want to do. And it's hard for like the high school superstars. They don't have any idea of how to race that way. You know, you're just you know, <laughs> hammering up front. And so it's a huge learning process when there's, you know, I, don't, I think she was in the 20s early here and just kept, you know, moved and just kept moving up and kept picking people off. And that's what we want her to be able to do. And I think she, it's great that she has been able to manage that really well this year. And your second runner, Caitlin Tui, obviously no high school runners come in with more expectations placed on them than, than Caitlin. And she got thrust into this odd situation. We, as you mentioned, she runs the March championships. She, she did indoor too. She ran the 1200 on the DMR. Right. So just an unorthodox start to her, her career, but 
the bottom line top freshman in Stillwater and now the top freshman in Tallahassee. What's what's her development been like? What have you seen um, from her that's that surprised you or confirmed what you thought when you were recruiting her? Um, again, she like the, the she is she can do some amazing things um, in workouts, and you know it's kind of again my job being more to like hold the reins back there. Every she and Kelsey both, you know, whatever whatever the long run is, they're like, oh, coach, you know, I think like one more mile makes sense. <laughs> Can't we do this? And like, it, and they're like, what they want at the end of a season is to like do a super long, long run instead of like take this long break. So <laughs> there's all of that um, that I have, that I deal with with those two. But they, they, I mean, they obviously they're uh, in high school, you know, they ran all of the same races and won two at, at a lot of the national championships. And so they have a lot of fun working hard together and it's awesome to see and they're both like super team oriented and everything they do you know is wanting to wanting the team to be successful and so i think sometimes you know in, in women's distance running at a high school level they these are people don't really know the team aspect till they get to college because they're running by themselves and they're even uh, you know some of those programs again that we're getting like that kelsey was in it there's definitely a big team aspect but they're still not really training with anybody. And so like to see the joy of these athletes at this level, like having training partners, like being able to run together, push each other, but do everything, all the stuff together that they, that I think boys get that in high school more often because like most boys aren't going to go into a high school program being, you know, the top mm -hmm. kid as a freshman or sophomore, a minute ahead of everybody else. And so they get more of that. And so I think um, for women at that level, this is new. Um, and it's just so awesome coaching wise to see people like really embrace that and have fun in that situation and just really have fun doing it. I feel like there were times probably in, in Caitlin, the end of her high school career that weren't like super fun. <laughs> and so we just want to make it, um, you know, for everyone here at that, in, at a high level where the, the team aspect is just huge and everything they're doing is for something kind of bigger than themselves. And it makes it a lot easier to handle any of the outside stuff. Were you able to notice from your perspective as a coach it being different for Caitlin? And I mean, the, the amount of attention and the expectations on her, did that ever drip into your ecosystem at all? I mean, because the, the pandemic made things weird with, you know, smaller crowds and strange meet schedules and things like that. But were you able ever to witness it or to you, did it look like just any other runner out there on your roster? No, I think that uh, particularly like in track and field early last year, I think there's a difference because you're putting, you know, you, we, I, I feel like we do a pretty good job of developing people, you know, like even even Kelsey's like track marks in high school were really good. But you're running at a high level, you're going to be going to these track meets and running faster for almost anybody mm -hmm. in, in college, you know, and it's like, cool, it's big PRs. And so I felt I did feel a lot of responsibility with Caitlin racing early to make sure that, you know, we weren't putting her in positions that she wasn't you know, ready for. And, and the thing is, it, like for, for everyone, you know, you, you can't wait till you're a hundred percent to right. race sometimes. So you've got to like it. So, you know, we, we use the DMR, we did things like that last year that I think were just like good segues into, into racing, but there was never a question on like the NCAA cross part of that, because like, that's a lot of them are here for like the, so even though NCAA cross was her first race last year, I think she was a little bit nervous about it, but not really, because you still that part, that team aspect takes away some of the individual pressure, hopefully, for mm -hmm. a lot of these athletes that were at a really high level in high school.
Was that is that part of the selling point? Because not everybody wants the attention, right? Like you just talked about, Kelsey not want the is is some of this. Hey, come be a part of a successful team. One, but also two, like the ex, you don't have to carry all the weight. We're gonna have a great team. It's not gonna be all up to you. We want you to do your part, but this is a collective effort that we're operating under here. Absolutely, and I think you know I feel. A, a great level of responsibility to all the athletes in the program to make sure that if what they want to do is run after college or, you know, that, that we help them, that they have room left to do that, that we take, bring people along slowly and that we don't want to ever say, I mean, we want to recruit at a high level for sure, but we don't ever want to say to somebody like, well, we need you to come in here and get this done next year for us to win another national title. Yeah. yeah I and mean, we want to say like, we're going to see, we're going to do what we need to do for each person individually and make sure we do the best we can to keep them healthy and keep them progressing as the, as their career goes on. And that's not easy, not an easy thing to do, but I think the support of um, other teammates at a high level is extremely helpful. And, the, and hopefully, yeah, the attention's not ever on, you know, one person here, the individual, it's, it's on the team and the team's goals. Program wide, what would you like to see as NC State's next step? Um, <laughs> I'm, try I'm trying to focus on just the, you know, uh, <laughs> celebration of this part and not thoroughly even looking forward. I got a, uh, an email from a coach of one of the really, really good um, sprint programs in the country. And he said, uh, he, he said like, hey, don't, don't move on right away. Like, take your time, embrace this. It's like, you know, people just like try to move like right on. This was awesome. Yeah. What do we have to do to win next year. What do we have to do to have this happen next year? Um, but I think that uh, I think we have some people that are really fit and run, can run some really fast track times. And so I think like it's important to not just jump to what can we do next in cross country, but you know what can we do uh, track wise this year? And I think we have some people that'll run really really fast. And I think again like like talking about Kelsey's breakthrough last year, like having those kind of breakthroughs on the track will then obviously feed back into cross country and, and some of the big cross country breakthroughs we had this year, Allie Hayes, Sam Bush, all those people, like I think that will feed into track season, but just making sure that they, you know, get some rest here and then kind of move forward because they have high goals and they're really motivated. And it's like, I'm so grateful to be around people like that every day. And like, you know, it, they, that's what they, their goals are high and mm -hmm. uh, I want to make sure they, you know, take a break, celebrate this, and then we'll go after those. So you didn't let them do the long run, Kelsey and Caitlin. They did not get to do the postseason long run. Um, they are lobbying for it after Boston, but. Uh... Why, why are they, why do they want that to be the ending point? Are they like future marathoners? Or what is it about the long run? That's I think they both would like to marathon. I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think eventually, I don't know about Kelsey for sure. Caitlin wants to run New York. I think they both do at some point. Okay. Another from New York. That makes sense. How, how, how long are we, like how much longer than the typical long run are they trying to push it? Uh, there's the, the, the tobacco trail in uh, Raleigh that they're trying to like, I don't know, run the length of or something like oh. that. Oh, <laughs> you weren't kidding about ambition. Big goal. No. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much uh, for your time, Lori. Congrats uh, to you. Uh, enjoy the championship before you move on, but I know you got a busy indoor and uh, outdoor season to come. So I thank you for taking some time with me. Sure. Thank you.